We began to elucidate the Birchas HaShachar, the series of 15 blessings in which we acknowledge, praise, and thank Hashem for so many components of our lives that many take for granted. And we began, we explained the first bracha, Vina, the notion of our intellect. We then continue with a series of three brachos. The basis of these three brachos is the Gemara Menachos. The Gemara there quotes from Reb Meir, Meir Omer, a person has to recite three brachos every day. Elohein Sha'asani Yisrael, blessing and praising Hashem for having made us a Jew. Shalohasani Isha and Shalohasani Bur. Now we don't have this gear, so for two out of the three brachos, we recite Shalohasani Goy, we thank Hashem for not having made us a non Jew. Shalohasani Ovid for not having made us a slave, a servant. And men recite Shalohasani Isha. And the women's equivalent, Asani Kirtsono, doesn't appear in the Gemara, but was added later. What is the common theme? These three brachas that are grouped together, what are we trying to accomplish? What are we trying to communicate? What are we trying to express? Or how are we trying to grow each and every morning when we say these three brachas, these three brachas together? So Rabbi Monk in his Sefer, I think explains very beautifully that these three brachas are a continuation of the very theme that we've been building. We said the bracha of... And we acknowledge the gift of a healthy body, a functional body. The fact that we don't take for granted of our digestive system, that our body is the ultimate chemical plant that knows how to hold on to that which nourishes it and release that which it doesn't need. So we thank Hashem, Asha Yatzar, I have a functioning body. Wow, what a bracha. That inside that functioning body is a soul. And the soul has been restored. The soul has been returned to me. We then th- said the first bracha of Birchas HaShachar, which we explained, Lasech Vivina means Lahavchim. Bein Ubein, Bina, Bein. God, you didn't only give me a body, and you didn't only put a soul inside that body, you gave me an intellect. You gave me cognitive ability. You gave me the capacity to analyze, to think, to draw conclusions. So I have a body, I have a soul, and I have an intellect. And Rav Monk says these next three brachos are a continuation that Hashem, just as I acknowledge that my body and its health are from you, that the restoration of my soul is from you, that my intellect and cognitive capacity are for you, then I continue by recognizing my religious affiliation, my social status, and my gender are also determined by you. That these three brachas recognize that just as you're the arbiter, just as you determine the health of my body and my soul and my intellect, so too you determined my religious affiliation and my social status and my gender. That's what these three brachos are a reference to. It's interesting, the Gemara, one version has it in the positive, Shasani Yisrael, but our version has it in the negative. Shaloh Asani Goy. In fact, all three, or the three that a man recites, are placed in the negative. You didn't make me a non-Jew, you didn't make me a slave, and you didn't make me a woman. Whereas a woman, two out of three are the negative, the third is Shasani Kirtsono in the positive. Why do we reverse or why do we follow the other girsa, the other tradition from the Gemara of doing it in the negative? So the Magen Avram, the Bach, explain, because we Paskin like Beishamai, the Gemara has a debate. Would it have been better to be created or better not to be created? And the truth is, that translation is not accurate. The Gemara never debated which would have been better. The Gemara concludes, Noach lo la'adam shelo nivra. The word Noach doesn't mean better. What does the word Noach mean? More comfortable. It would have been easier if we weren't created. We live in a world, our soul is placed in a body, and there's a struggle and tension between the two. We live in a world of temptation and drive and appetite and distraction. It's hard to always do the right things. And so Noach, it would have been easier. It would have been more comfortable. And since we conclude that in fact, 
it would have been more comfortable. We can't say in the positive, Shasani Yisrael, we say it rather in the negative. What are we driving at with these three brachos? And of course, the elephant in the room is that third bracha different for men and women, the one that particularly in our day, some find offensive, Shelo Asani Isha. What are we building at? What are we trying to say? So if you go back and even look at the Tosefta, the Yerushalmi, and certain Acharonim, we all explain the series of brachas and its progression are not categorical judgments. We're not talking about a hierarchy or superiority, who is better than the other. We're simply talking about, in this series of blessings, acknowledging the gifts in our lives, one of the great gifts we have. We'll say it in a moment when we close and, and continue with Marav, but we say, we say, uh, Baruch wanted to give us a great schus. What was the greatest gift God could give us? What did He give us? Not a bigger house or a nicer car or a fatter bank account. What was the schus? Hashem wanted to give us a great schus. And what was that schus? The greatest chos we could have is such an enormous amount, such a myriad of Torah and mitzvos. Now is not the time. There's a great discussion, debate, the Ramam, the Maharal, different opinions. How is that a chos? Take away mitzvos. Unburden me. Give me some freedom and flexibility. That's a gift. It's a gift that you take up every moment of my time till morning, till night. Some answer, yeah. Because when I have responsibility and obligation from when I wake up till I go to sleep, I'll stay out of trouble. It's like some cities where they have a midnight basketball league. In the middle of the night, in the time that people might get into trouble, if you occupy them, distract them, you stay out of trouble. We have so many mitzvahs, it keeps us out of trouble. The Maharal says, no, the very fact that we're tapped with these mitzvahs, that we're obligated in the mitzvahs, whether we fulfill them or not, even before we attempt to fulfill them, simply being designated, simply being recruited, simply being charged with fulfilling the mitzvahs is a compliment. It's a responsibility. It's an awesome recognition. And so therefore, it's a great schus, the merit that Hashem gave us so many mitzvahs. Our attitude towards mitzvahs is not that they're a burden, though they're not always easy to fulfill. Rather, they're a schus. They're an incredible gift. They fill our life with meaning, with purpose. They regulate our day and keep us from getting into trouble. And simply by being asked to do it, the more we're asked to do, the more we feel the recognition from the Almighty, the Rebona Shalom Himself. And that's what's happening in this progression. The non-Jew has the fewest mitzvahs. So Hashem, thank you that you designated me as a Jew. Not seven obligations, most of which I would probably keep anyway, like not eating a, a limb from a live animal. Not seven, but 613. You didn't just make me a guy, and you didn't make me an Eved. An Eved also. An Eved Kanani is obligated to mitzvahs, but not the totality. And you didn't make me a woman. It's not a statement. It's not misogynistic. It's not somehow biased against women. It's in this context of the hierarchy of mitzvahs. Thank you, Hashem, for maximizing, for giving me the maximum number of mitzvahs. Because, and this is not modern day apologetics, though those who want to see it will only see it in that way. But we have a tradition of those who explain it long before there was a need for apologetics, who explain that man is saying, because I'm so frail and vulnerable, and because if I didn't have mitzvahs to occupy the fullness of my day, I'd likely get into trouble. So thank you, Hashem, for filling my life with mitzvahs. A woman who is more predisposed spiritually doesn't need time-bound mitzvahs. She has an innate clock to be sensitive to time and isn't distracted to the same degree with the Yitzhara. What is the woman's bracha? It's the only one in the positive. She says, Shasani kirtso no. And when she says, Shasani kirtso no, we don't always appreciate it. We like to see the man is judging the woman, but consider it this way, the woman's offering a little dig at the man. What's the dig at the man, Shasani kirtso no? 
a woman is acknowledging she is the only creation, at least among the two human beings, that God got right the first time. When God made man, soon he says, It's not good for this man to be alone. He's getting into trouble. He doesn't do well on his own. So what does he do? He separates out woman as an improvement on man. He provides the companionship by separating out a woman. A woman is the only one, she is the culmination, the climax, the conclusion of all of creation on the sixth day. And she's the only one who can say, He made me exactly the way I was made to be from the beginning till the end. So in fact, you can look at it the opposite way. This is not men being biased against women. This is the woman offering a dig at men. You men needed a little improvement when women was to be created. But we are, we were made right from the start. However, and there are many explanations that are, take a lot more time than we have, and we've already gone over, but it's in the context of mitzvahs and an appreciation of what we're being asked to do each and every day. I'll close by telling you, Revolbin, the second chilek of Aleshur, encourages us when we say these three brachos every morning to examine our own lives, our own mentality, our own perspective, and ask ourselves whether we are fulfilling these very brachos for which we're expressing gratitude. When we say, thank you, God, Shalom Asani Goy, you've restored my soul, you took it away at night, sleep is one sixtieth of death, and you've given me back my soul, Elokai Neshama, thank you for giving me back my soul. And you gave it back to me as a Jew. So I thank you, Hashem, Shalom Asani Goy. So it says Revolba, when I say that bracha, I should ask myself, in my attitude, in my perspective, am I looking at things like a Jew, or am I looking at things not like a Jew, not through the lens of Torah, but through some foreign, foreign lens? Thank you, Shalom Asani Yevit. Thank you, Hashem, for not making me a slave. And when I look at my technology, I should consider, am I in fact a slave, or do I appreciate what freedom is? And then men and women each use their bracha to ask themselves, am I a mashpia, am I a makabel, am I utilizing the gift that was given to me? These brachos are acknowledgments, not only of the hierarchy in terms of the number, the quantity of mitzvahs, but also they are a framework, a template, for us to ask ourselves and to set goals for ourselves that day, of the type of lives we're supposed to lead in which we're grateful for being a Jew and for having the gift of the freedom that we enjoy.